listening to episode 40 of the Art of Play podcast. This podcast is about play, all kinds of play. I'm here to round out my observations and learning about play to help everyone not just be better adults, but better humans. Happy Friday, everybody. Today's episode is the planned cap for the year 2020. So as of now, there are no more planned episodes until January of 2021. And sort of just to free up your holiday season for, you know, to let some magic happen. So today is November 13th. It's also Friday the 13th. It's also less than two weeks until the Thanksgiving holiday begins here in the United States. And this is sort of the downhill march to the finish of the year. And as of this recording, we have 49 days until the end of 2020. And I don't know why I said it that way. It's not like there will be more days added to the year. In the end, there's really no extra credit course for 2020. You don't get to make it up. We just sail right through. It's going to be great. Um, For the sake of my family and really my own enjoyment and overall the year itself, this will be the last episode uh, in this year. And I really have no plans to record anything until um, or to release the recordings I am now um, making until January 2021. That being said, um, I, I'm really hoping to go to encourage everyone and for myself and my family to go, you know, full send into the holidays. And I'm really not talking about like running up the credit card and doing all the activities and filling the time not spent with holiday parties with COVID and all and doing just more, more, more. That is not what this is about. This, um, this holiday season is about creating magic and your own personal version of magic. This is about creating a memorable and enjoyable and maybe even relaxing holiday season. And this is a season that could just be the entirety of the winter season. So if you plan it right, you can just carry these, these habits and joyful moments on over into January and February in winter or in Utah, our winter lasts, um, you know, sometimes well into April. So if we plan this right, if we play our cards right, the winter season that's, you know, an undefined amount of months could be enjoyable. So in order to help facilitate this, this episode is uh, just a few suggestions. So some are just based on observation, some are based on mental health awareness research, and some is just a fun suggestion that I came up with to share. So I just have three things, three small things. So first, we're going to talk about reimagining the holidays. Second, we're going to talk about skip more things. And finally, taking off, like being off. So we're going to start with reimagining. Now, there are two different ways and, and defining ways you can look about, look at reimagining things. So first, you can just reimagine what a good season will look like this year, um, especially since none of us have lived through this kind of a holiday season. We just modify what we, you know, always do. And we just kind of pare back and we just sit in, in disappointment a little bit that some of that isn't happening. And sure, that works. Everybody's going to need to do that on some level, right? It's a good thing to consider. But the emphasis I wanted to go for and what I want you to remember is literally imagining again or reimagining the holidays. What made the magic happen in the holidays for you as a child or a teenager? 
And if you're like me, I have a conglomerate of sorts of magical memories over the years of holidays that I have experienced. So there's no specific year that stands out or that I, you know, would love to go back and revisit. It's, it's just sort of a, you know, big bear hug of happy memories, you know, kind of cherry picked from all over my life. And I want you to imagine yourself at the cusp of being able to recreate a magical year of, let's say those three snow days in a row where you didn't do anything but play in the snow and come in for hot chocolate and grilled cheese and then you went back out in the snow. Or the year you got the bike of your dreams and rode it in the snow. I don't know what that looks like for you. (laughs) And those actually, the snow days is my memory. The bike one, let's just be honest, is made up. I, you know, am six of eight. I just had hand-me-down bikes. There's, there was no new bike in my future. (laughs) But imagine yourself going hope against hope for that one perfect gift and then forgetting all about it when you open that totally rad, not at all on your list, thanks mom, I love it so much, gusher of a gift, right? Sometimes you got a winner of a gift and you didn't even know to ask for it. And there's those unexpected little magical moments that made your holiday so exciting. And if you're not in charge of somebody else's holiday, um, like I am with my children we're you know, I'm in charge of their schedule still and in charge of what is, um, being put on lists and things like that. Um, but I, I'm still wanting to take a little bit of time to make the holiday magical for me. So I want you to remember what made your holidays exciting. Those magical things that were joyful moments and exciting and remember those. And then what about those magic moments can you recreate this year? So bringing in the excitement and the hope and the charm and the coziness, whatever that looks like to you, bring that in hardcore. So maybe I'm just going to suggest a few things. So get yourself a little warm beverage of choice station. Okay, so tea, hot cocoa, coffee, cider, lemon and water, whatever it is for you, Make sure you're stocked up on that little bit of making yourself cozy for winter nights and then use that stock in abundance, right? Maybe you have it every day of the week. Maybe you have it just after work on work days. I don't know. When you're home, you know, make sure you are tapping into that little coziness element that just brings you a little spark of joy. Spice it up just a little bit. Add you know, something maybe unexpected or treat yourself to something small that makes a difference for your taste buds. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but I'd suggest using it often, make it a ritual of your holiday season. And like when you're home from work and you go take the dog on a snowy walk and you come home and you just enjoy a warm beverage how nice does that sound, right? That sounds like the charming thing, but how many of us actually take the time to heat that up and, and sit there with it or even take our cup of cocoa on a walk with us? Um, also, I would suggest remember the days as a kid where you didn't have a phone. So 
when you sat down to hot chocolate, what did you do with yourself? Did you just savor it? Did you have a friend to chat with? Did you read a book? Did you take it by the fire? Did you, I used to sit on the heater grate and put a blanket around me so I'd have this like tent of warmth and then I'd just sit my hot chocolate. And you know, what? what is that for you? Did you look out the window? Did you, you know, did you talk to your grandma? All of those things that happened, how can you recreate it? So either recreate or create something new. Cause maybe like for me, I can't actually drink hot chocolate so much anymore. It's too sweet for me. So I prefer tea or hot water and lemon. Recreate it or create new your little spot of warmth. And the best part about that little suggestion of like a beverage of choice to make the season cozy is you can share it. Somebody can go with you on the walk and then have a hot cup of cocoa with you or you take the dog on a walk and you come back and you both have hot cocoa or your warm beverage. Share it with people or say, you know, text somebody and say, hey, can you FaceTime at six? I'm, you know, going to take a little coffee break at six and I would love to chat with you face to face or whatever it is. Make it a shareable, connective experience. So share it with in the people in your household. I'm saying that mostly because Utah now has a household mandate where we are not to be exposed to people in other households. Um, and um, But I would say share it with those you're sharing your holidays with. So we're all inventing new ways of seeing each other's holidays. We're, you know, sending video clips or we're FaceTiming our Christmas mornings or we're whatever it is you're doing, maybe use that to its full extent and share more connective ways because I've been on enough Zoom calls where it's more like a boring lecture and not like a participating event. Try and make it a participative, is that even a word, event. And we know that sharing the holidays actually makes them better. It makes them more enjoyable when you have somebody to share it with, when you have somebody wanting to share with you. It makes them better. You know, we're not, if we learned anything from Scrooge, it's that we, you know, share with people that we love and it makes our lives and experiences better. Okay, so first, reimagine your holidays. That's great. So take the joy that you used to feel, apply it to now, find those. It's going to be small ways. I don't, you know, I don't need the Barbie dream house now, but I do feel like the imagination of planning out play is something that I need in my life. So I'm going to build a snowman with my kids, or maybe this is the year I'm going to learn to enjoy snowball fights. I'm not really sure, but it's going to go on the list. Okay, so first reimagining. The next thing we're going to talk about is skipping more things. So I personally have heard a version of this every holiday season from multiple and various people every year, probably consistently for the last decade. The last 10 years, simplify your holidays, do without, do less, um, Don't be so frazzled and, you know, waiting for Christmas to be over before Christmas actually gets here or New Year's to actually be over before New Year's actually gets here. And I know that this is a year that we are automatically getting skipped. Things are automatically edited out of our lives. 
But I think this is the year that it all comes true. Those sayings of simplify the holidays, spend more time at home and less time out, focus on the things that matter. And you could probably add to the phrase list. This, this year is being done for us. There are less public things to go to, less events taking place, less gathering in general. And this is the year to experiment. So all of those parties you, you know, quote unquote, have to go to, not this year, honey, all that, all that running around, you have to get done. Nope. All the events and charity functions being stacked into lunches or during work hours or, you know, being sent all over as, as challenges of who can raise the most, whatever. Um, good luck. You know, those, those are all taking a mind of their own. They're, they're all trying to modify into this new social setup we, we all need to be participating in. So this becomes the guiltless bow out year. So sorry, Steve Jobs, there is no one more thing this year. This is your chance. So edit like you have no 2021. I realize that, you know, a lot of people, that actually is probably a bad example because if I had no 2021, my bucket list would include probably dying on a beach in Mexico or something like that. But I want you to edit like the end of the year is, is kind of like a finality to it. And um, edit like this is, let's say, your last 50 days to do... Um, to, to really solidify relationships or really bond with your family, something like that. What would you choose to do surrounded by your loved ones or participating with people that you love? So I want you to take a post-it note or a post-it note sized piece of paper and no cheating with, you know, those half sheet sized post-it notes, a typical sized post-it And I want you to write down what you would like to do in your holiday. And I mean in the way um, that you are prioritizing what is important to your holiday season can fit on a post-it note. And if you traditionally go look at lights through the neighborhoods, you drive through neighborhoods and look at lights on houses, Great, that can go on the list as long as it's not you're writing your tiniest handwriting next to 200 other things you feel like you have to do to make the holidays great. I want you to take a post-it note and edit down the things you do so it fits on a post-it note. Make it intentional, make it bare minimum, make it about the experience and not about the perception of doing all the things or the social standing or any of that that's wholly unconnected to your well-being. Put those traditions that you really absorb joy from and I want you to invest it in you. So invest that time spent on traditions, invest that on you and on the relationships you are trying to evolve and grow. So invest in your people, like the real people, the people that If you had some terrible thing happen, they are the army that shows up at your door or shows up for you through texts and messages and support and invest in you being the best you to start 2021. So, so investing in that, um, those, those relationships starts with us investing in ourselves. What brings us joy? Now I get 
post-it note seems really small, but the emphasis needs to be laid on just the priority that we place on the things that fill our time. So make those relationships about talking and experiencing things and making that experience meaningful. And it can be, it literally can be as simple as a meaningful conversation by phone. So this doesn't even need to be person to person. Now, maybe you've already been doing this and it doesn't feel special anymore, but I guarantee we are better off because we've learned to communicate better through other mediums than having to show up face to face. It will make those relationships better that we do want to show up face to face for. So it's, it's wonderful if we can share those things that we want in, in our, um, in our lives. And as we reimagine it, um, you know, going back to step one, as we reimagine our holiday season, then it becomes about doing less, but the things that we choose to do are more fulfilling. So taking your warm cup of tea and FaceTiming a friend every day of the week will bring you five conversations that are meaningful. And that can probably carry over more relationship weight than going to a packed party or a networking event and or even grabbing a good book and reading out loud to your kids or your honey just do a little less just just try doing less this year this has been it's been a tagline for a decade at least for me and don't just add more to do more and to fill up time, this is the year to make that time actually meaningful and to make it about enjoyment for the sake of what you actually enjoy. So, you know, that true toe curling, giddy feeling joy deep down inside and reminding ourselves that it is just for this year. This is if, if the pandemic recedes and our numbers start yes we're you know we're going the wrong direction in the united states for the pandemic to have a you know that's a whole nother story never mind okay as we as we kind of go into 2021 it if life normalizes next holiday season it then just goes back to the full life of the parties and the events and the checklist of things to do and the people to see and all of the all of the things that fill up the season they're going to come right back it's not as though they're on they're on layaway right now they're just not quite coming to us yet so don't just do more to do more this year take the time to just enjoy and really feel that joy if that's a great send-off into 2021 is to end 2020 with a season of joy And I mean, I also want to just put it out there that it is just for this year. And it's an important distinction because I love a good party. I love to gather people in my home. I love holiday fairs and tree festivals and charity events. And the more people, the better, really. The more people I can see in a holiday season, the better. I love that. But this is not the year for that. This is much more about health and safety And it's about that probably more than it is anything else. So do a little bit for your own mental health, your own, you know, family safety. And 
this year make the holiday a little smaller because we should. And that's probably the first time that should has been do less, go less places, you know, expose yourself to less people. It's a, it's going to be a smaller holiday, but it can be as memorable, if not a good course reset for, for the remainder of holiday seasons. Cause then you maybe will be able to figure out this is very meaningful to me and I want it in my life. So, okay. Let me also just make a simplification plug. So actually it's more of a sharing what works for my family, but you do you, right? So neighbor gifts, they're fun to imagine and fun to produce for me. I love producing them. I love giving gifts that I feel like people will enjoy or are clever or whatever feeds my ego, whatever. Um, But at the end of the season, maybe you're still left with a kitchen counter full of half-eaten or some slightly quirky holiday knickknack, something like that. And it's it's sometimes it's lackluster. Let's just say that. Okay. One of the draws for um, Jared and I to our current neighborhood is that long ago before us, our, all of our neighbors got together to do away with neighbor gifts in lieu of donating the money uh, they would spend to a common cause. So they said, none of us needs more candles. None of us needs more hot chocolate mix or snowman kits or whatever it is that we're doing for each other. But we do know that the homeless shelter down the street could use more funds for blankets or could use more funds to feed more people. And so they got together and they pool their money every year and donate it. And it has become a almost two decades long tradition of I might be even, it might be even longer, but they have been donating money to a common cause and it unites the neighborhood in a very specific way. And it's taken a life of its own and become the neighborhood association and is, you know, kind of run and vetted by some of the accountants in the neighborhood and they do good in the community. And it's all just a group of people got together and said, I know we can do some good with this. And I know that's, it's not for everyone. But I would consider maybe a joint cause for good. If you have an apartment building that you live in that you normally go, you know, give your neighbor a nice kind gift or a plant or something. I think the one-off gifts, that's up to you. But if there's a big cause where everybody's contributing to, um, to a giving gifts to each other cause, maybe pile that gift and, you know, compile it for one big gift of of doing some good so incur maybe encourage donations to like a food pantry or a food bank or do a coat drive or a glove drive and bring people together in a new way and um and find some good pass it along it's a really great way to get in that holiday contentment zone of putting a little more good out in the world okay I'll get off that soapbox now. So we've talked about reimagining and doing less. So now I want to talk about being off the clock. So you've reimagined your, you know, best holiday season and you've decided to make it simpler. I would say check out sometimes. So clock out, punch out, take a sick day, whatever metaphor you want to say to get your brain in the mode of being free of obligations that don't relate to feeling good. So imagine and be grateful and don't check off things and create a new list in your off time. 
There's always going to be tasks to complete. But when you have moments that you don't have to be working or helping children or occupied in a necessary fashion, let yourself enjoy. Enjoyment is something we lose touch with as adults. We have to do a lot of things. We are responsible when we take care of the things that accrue in our lives and that we, you know, gather as a part of building a life. Maybe that means a mortgage or just bills in general or jobs and, you know, building your own resume and schedules and dealing with really heavy issues and learning a new skill or balancing family relationships and whatever it is, we take a lot on ourselves We call it responsibility and then we pretty much ensure that we feel obligated to much of that load for the rest of our lives. Now that's an overstatement of sorts, but that's kind of what the expectation game is all about. So I'm suggesting that you lighten up your expectations of yourself this season. Let yourself feel the enjoyment of, let's say, the toasty car heater instead of thinking about the car payment, right? Now I'm not saying don't pay your car bill, but I am saying... Just feel a little little bit of gratitude for the things that you do have in front of you. Enjoy the moment that um, that you may have anticipated maybe, let's say it's a favorite, I don't know, holiday dessert, okay, or treat. So just take a moment to enjoy, like tell your brain, it's okay. This is my off moment and I can just enjoy. I don't have to think about the next five minutes. I'm just enjoying right now. So take a moment to embody the you that gets excited about little things or small moments and maybe take that delight in knowing that if you're off the clock, you should be acting like a kid who's out for the summer or out on your long winter break. I mean, I couldn't be more excited for those breaks, you know, from school as a child. And, you know, just thinking of all of these things, I can just do this because I enjoy it because I want to. So do things that make others wonder about their own interests. Pursue something for the fun of it and with no intention to finish or maybe with the intent to finish. Either way, pick something you enjoy and do it. Create the off time that you love and maybe, maybe you will find a new habit or a hobby that brings you joy and carries you into the new year. So three things for your holidays. Reimagine do less, be off. Okay. One, two, three. I wish you the very best next six weeks to the end of the year. It really has been a pleasure to dig into this podcast and have it be so much fun. Um, I think we were seven weeks into the, into 2020. When I started the episode, we are now six weeks from the end of 2020. And it's been a really big pleasure. So if you have no idea why I'm doing this or you received this episode from a friend who referred you, go back and check out episode nine to get some context for why play is so important to me. And if you would like more information, please head to my family foundation website, theoliverfund.org. So that's Oliver with one L and it's theoliverfund.org. So have a wonderful and playful holiday season and I will see you